Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Money Watch ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome to the Money Watch Show. It's Thursday, April 20th. I am Jill Schlesinger. I'm one of your co-hosts. Our other co-host is... Mark Talercio, executive producer extraordinaire and co-host and great guy. Hi, Mark. Buongiorno. Come stai? Are you, how's your, how are your Italian lessons going? Going well. Going well. I finally, uh, I kind of feel like, you know, starting to make progress. This is, uh, this is the beginning of month. No, we're midway through month number four now. And then Mandarin next? Uh, maybe, maybe. If, if the opportunity presents itself, if the time allows, we'll see. It's a, it's a commitment. If you really, really want to learn a language fluently, it's a very big commitment, and it doesn't happen. It's not like a one-year thing. This is a several-year process. And you have to stick with it. Otherwise, you're not going to, like, all of that that comes out, it's not, you know, it's not really, it, it certainly is not going to be something that uh, you're like, oh, it's like riding a bike. No, you actually have to use it. Otherwise, it just atrophies. It's nasty. Uh, all right, Mark, today we need to bring someone on the air with us because that's what we do. We try to answer your financial questions or we just try to help you articulate what your priorities are and we help you understand what the choices that are in front of you are, then you can choose. But sometimes we all get stuck. I get it. It's quite emotional when you're thinking about money and life decisions. So we get that. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. We'll get your note. Today, we're speaking to John, who's on the line from Northern California. So um, I'm 43. My wife is 42. Um, and, you know, really just kind of interested to see if, if we're on track for retirement and really if our savings allocation is is what it should be. Um, I'm kind of a new listener and, and I, I've I've grasped that there's a couple no-nos in your book, and, and I'm doing one of them. So, uh, what do you? And I want to walk you through it and tell oh. you why I'm doing it. I'm gonna guess he's paying down the mortgage. That's a good guess. 
All right. So, John, you're married. Are you both working? We are both working, yes. How much do you earn? Combined, we're it, we average about 550 Oh, that's terrible. Poor you. This <laughs> Cue the hate mail. Okay. Um, and do you have kids? We have two kids. We have an 11-year-old daughter and a six-year-old boy. Are your kids in private or public school? They're public school. We moved to uh, where we're at so they could go to public school. Okay, great. Are you guys both secure in your industries? Like you feel good or is this, you know, I don't know, because you say Northern California, you're making a lot of money. Are you tech people? No, we're salespeople, both medical device salespeople. And, um, you know, I'd say, and we've both been doing it now for, gosh, almost 20 years. And, uh, you know, I guess we're secure, but I think that's part of why we got into what we got into, because it kind of, you keep that edge if you don't feel secure. Oh, I know. It's so that is the salesperson's curse and miracle, isn't it? That when you're insecure and you hustle, you end up creating great things for yourself. But you have to know that like there's always something you're always trying to create something. I get that. Do you guys work for the same company? No, no, different companies. That would be weird. Are you both maxing out your retirement accounts? Yeah, we've been doing that for years and we we got, you know, pretty generous matches from our companies as well. Okay. Tell me how much money have, oh, and are they pre-tax or post-tax? Pre-tax. Okay. And how much money is in your current retirement account, both of you? Or you can put them together or go one by one. Well, so so my 401k is about 870. Her 401k is about 700. We have an IRA that I started years ago, just with 35,000 in it. We have a brokerage with 180,000 in it. How do you invest that brokerage account? Is that just like, are you are you picking stocks? Is it individual um, mutual funds, exchange traded funds? What's going on? Yeah, there's some ETFs, but it's mostly mostly blue chip stocks. Um, you know, the Apples of the world, Microsofts of the world. Um, okay. So eight seventy your four hundred one k seven hundred her four hundred one k thirty five IRA one eighty brokerage. What else you got? So we got a hundred thousand invested with this venture capital firm that um, I got in through a friend who's gotten some really good returns over the years. So expecting that to grow quite a bit over the next decade or so. Great, I'll write that down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> not counting. Okay, thanks. But I really am. Not, I'm really honestly. I'm not even going to include it because who knows, right? What about money in the bank? My emergency fund, our emergency fund, it's kind of low right now because, you know, since we moved in, we bought this house in 2016. We've done about $400,000 in renovations. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, in which we paid for in all cash. But our emergency fund is, is it's only 60 right now, but that'll be up around 100 here in the next couple months. Okay. That's Some fine. Some bonuses coming in. So, tell us about the house. How much is it worth? Now you put four hundred grand into it. Yeah, it's it's worth two point two million. Oh my god! How much did you buy it for? Just out of uh, curiosity, one point six, or excuse oh. me, one point one point four. One point four. Okay, and what's the mortgage balance that's outstanding? Uh, Eight hundred. What's the interest rate that you're aggressively paying down? All right, so here we go. It's two point eight seven five. Yes, but it's a ten year arm, and we have eight oh. years left. Oh, interesting. So 10-year arm and eight left. But you want to stay in this house, right? Well, we want to stay in this house until at least our son is off to college. Okay, um, so what does that give me, 12 years? Yeah, about probably 13, you know, give a year uh-huh. or so for padding. 
Hmm. So my goal is to get it down between four and five hundred thousand dollars when it when it gets to that ten year expiration. So mm-hmm. then I could either you know if rates are down, obviously refinance it or just pay it off. Okay, so now I see the dilemma. So how are you addressing this? Are you just methodically putting more money down, or are you throwing money at the mortgage when you have a big bonus or a good quarter? Or how how are you doing it right now? We're doing it monthly. So the mortgage is third round up $3,700 a month. And then every month I throw an additional 1400 at it. I presume neither of you would be entitled to a pension. Is that correct? Correct. When you look at your cash flow right now, you're maxing out your two 401ks. You're putting extra 1400 down on the mortgage. Is there any other savings? Have you done a 529 plan for the kids? Yeah, so we have two 529 plans. For my daughter, we have 126000 And for my son, we have 71000 Are you putting in money on an ongoing basis or like monthly or again, are you doing it on an ad hoc basis? It's 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 800, or excuse me, 8,000 a year is what we do for per kid. Okay. Who knows? But like, are you sort of planning on trying to finance a public or a private education? The California schools are, are pretty impacted and really tough to get into these days. You know, my kids are, they're, they're pretty smart, but um, I know those those out of state colleges love the out of state tuition, mm. and my wife and I are just really big on the whole, you know, college experience education. They're just we view them as just incredibly transformative years, and we we want to send them to really any school they want to go to. Which it sounds to me like is you and your wife had a really good time in college. That's what it sounds like when you make that description. Like, oh, they're formative. And by yeah. the way, there was great drugs. There was a really nice amount of beer. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I tend to agree with you. It's a nice time to grow up, but it's an expensive four years, right? Are you intending in your minds, you're saying, okay, we got to put the money away. We got to have, you know, whatever, half a million dollars each for these kids to go to school. Is that kind of in your mindset right now? Yes, yeah, I, I was thinking more along the lines of two fifty each per kid. All right, so not that good at school, Jill. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not talking. We're not talking Ivy League or Stanford or. or Stanford yeah, all right, or of course, if they can get in, we will. We'll, we'll then change our minds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to ninety eight percent of the U.S. population on Saturday and fifty percent on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What's going to give here? So how do you feel about your cash flow? You guys, are you, I mean, this is a strange thing to say to someone who's making a half a million dollars a year, but you're saving a bunch of money. You've got kids, you've got a big house uh, expense. So how are you feeling about cash flow right now, John? You know, I kind of structure where we live almost paycheck to paycheck. Uh, we, we live off of our base salaries. Yep. 
And then everything else goes to, you know, paying down the house and to saving. Before I try to convince you about the house thing, am I going to convince you or are you just not to be convinced? No, absolutely. I can be convinced. Okay. Okay. My concern right now is like that $1,400 a month right now is robbing you of the ability to actually more fully fund the education, which I think is really a pretty important, it sounds to me like an important priority. And I don't think you're going to cover two private school, even even mid-tier private school educations at your pace right now. Mark, what do you think? Do you think that that there is a an idea here where we could take that extra $1,400 a month that they're paying down on the mortgage and shift it to education? Do you think that's a better use of the money? Well, it's definitely a better use of the money. I mean, that goes without saying. I, I mean, you and I are kind of on the same page when it comes to paying down mortgages, especially when it's a super cheap rate. Uh, I mean, they got good 529 balances right now. If his goal is 250-ish, and they're adding eight grand a year to each, right? So it's yeah. 16, right. So, you know, you have six times eight is there's another 50 that goes in. You can't assume a big amount of, of increase on that. These are age-based accounts, right? So this is like, I think you get to be like 225-ish, but if this kid gets into a good school, you're not going to be able to pay for it. Yeah, that will definitely come in below 250, unless they decide that they're, they're just going to cash flow the difference. I don't know. Which you could, I guess. There is that. But I guess, well, here's the thing. Once you pay off this house, I mean, I just feel like the better risk to take in my mind is to keep paying on the house right now. Okay. I think the risk is that like, okay, in 10 years, I don't want to be left being forced to sell my home. Right. So the worst thing that happens for you is that for some reason, mortgage interest rates never go down between now and eight years from now. I think that's highly unlikely, but let's just pretend they stay higher for longer. And let's say that then you have to do another arm and the rate is higher, but there's a much lower balance. Then you're just, you're really in a place where you have so much equity in your home that, you know, maybe you have to pay up a little bit interest wise at the end of the note to refi. Maybe you have to extend it. Maybe you have to pay it down in a big way, you know, later, or maybe you have to sell it. But if you really want to put education first, I don't think you can pay this mortgage down as aggressively as you're paying it down. And plus, they want to eventually sell the house anyway. Well, that's the thing. If you really believe, well, you're not so sure, are you? I'm not so sure, but we might, you know, go to another place and rent this one out. We just, we don't know. It's all up in the air. Dude, I want that $2 million of equity right now or one point. I really, I mean, truly, I want that like million and a half dollars of equity. So, I think the problem with the game plan, as you put it out there, it's not that I'm so against this, okay? But I do think the problem that it leaves you is that if at the end of the 10 years, you have your, you know, the eight eight more years, you don't have a mortgage, right? But you don't have enough money to pay for college. You're in the same place. Where are you going to get the money from? Are you going to just take, maybe you could take some from the brokerage, but I'd rather you have the money in the 529 accounts because they are actually more efficient. I think that 250 is probably on the low side. If you, Again, if they go to a public school, you're sweet. It's great. But if you really think that education is a, such a priority, and it sounds like it is, I think that you got to put more money into the 529 plan. And maybe the way to do this is to kind of say, all right, of the $1,400, let's say that we take 1000 
and we put it into the 529, right? So we split it 500, 500 more each, okay? And then maybe keep the extra 400 and put it in the brokerage so that you still build up some liquidity. But once I pay down that mortgage, I'm stuck with this thing called a house. And then that's a different, it's a much bigger decision. And if you still have the house and you still have, let's say at the end of eight years, instead of 800,000, I don't know what'll be left. It'll probably be like 700,000 or 600,000. Won't be that much, right? I mean, it won't be, it won't be that much in terms of you will not have whittled it down as quickly. But what you'll do is you can always refi it and, and you'll be on the lookout to refi between now and then. I feel like that's a better risk because, you know, big deal. So you can refi it again or you can sell it at that point. You could be like, you know what? We're done or we'll buy it down a little bit and we'll refi it and we'll get a, a a seven-year arm at that point. But I think that you have more opportunities of being creative by holding onto the cash rather than paying down the outstanding mortgage balance. But I mean, if that makes you and your wife crazy, I don't want to make you crazy. Let me ask you a question. How much longer do you think you guys really want to work? Like you're hardworking people, you're in your, you know, your early forties. Are you the kind of people who are going to work till you're 62? So I don't mind. I'd like my wife to be able to retire as soon as possible. Maybe, you know, obviously probably 50 being the earliest, maybe 55, but I don't, I can do my job anywhere. So I I don't mind, you know, working until I'm 60. I feel like you're going to have options. Uh, Do you guys have life insurance? We do. Uh, I got about 1.8 on me and she's got about 1.3 on her. Okay. Estate documents? Yes. I mean, and by, by the way, big picture, you know, you guys are in your early 40s. You got nearly $2 million saved. You're going to be saving a lot of money for the next several years. I mean, you're in great shape. Totally. totally. Yeah. And that, that, that's one of my, you know, the second part of my question was, are we on track? Or yeah, totally. You are. All we're saying is that we want you to shift the surplus cash flow to the priority that you articulated, which is to education. Just think of it this way. When you're in this mindset, when you're like, I want the mortgage done, think, wait a minute, I want access to my money. That's what I really want. And I want to have that in the most in, in the most efficient way to have access to my money. And listen, if your wife wants to pull back and, you know, as you said, it's eight years from now, you're gonna have a lot more information. And by the way, like maybe if we find out that 11-year-old daughter is going to, you know, Berkeley and you don't need all the money you've saved and you're like, oh, you know what, honey, like we don't really need to go crazy with you anymore working or you can go half time or whatever. Like there'll be more choices. We'll have more information. Given the information you have um, laid out today, I do think you're in very good shape. It's just really like, okay, instead of putting money in that pot, put it in this pot. That's all. Make sense? Makes a lot of sense. I really appreciate it. Okay. If you have a situation you want to run by us, all you need to do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. And if you want to join us on the air, just check the box at the bottom of the form. Don't forget, there's a free weekly newsletter comes out every single Friday. Mark does a great job with that. We've got other content refreshed all the time. The book links to where you can buy the book, The Great Money Reset, and our brand new service, Jill on Money Live. It's all there on our website. Mark Talercio is the co-host and executive producer of this program. Karen Kranick is our web queen. We are distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. 
If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.